Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Today's podcast may be a shocker, (laughs) so listen up. We're going to dive into St. Vincent de Paul. He is the saint that we are celebrating today, and I'm going to read a little meditation from his book, which is called Cultivating Virtue, Self-Mastery with the Saints. Yikes. Okay, here's the shocker. Now, let's pray briefly. Lord, please open our hearts. Put on our hearts some of the people that we need to love more, accept more. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Sorry, I forgot that on both sides. But let's dive in. Let us be aware of complaints, resentments, and evil speaking against those who are ill-disposed to us, discontented with us or hostile to our plans and arrangements, or who even persecute us with injuries, insults, and calumnies. This one might be a shocker for some of us. I'm going to dive into Vincent de Paul, St. Vincent de Paul. We're going to take a excerpt from his Cultivating Virtue, Self-Mastery with the Saints. On his Memorial Day today, let's be thinking about how and who come into mind as we go through this brief little excerpt, but it's going to shock you, I think. Let us be aware of complaints, resentments, and evil speaking against those who are ill-disposed to us, discontented with us, or hostile to our plans and arrangements, or who even persecute us with injuries, insults, and calumnies. By the way, calumnies means slanderous talk where you're making up stuff and ruining a person's reputation. Rather, let us go on treating them as cordially at first, or more so, as far as possible showing them esteem, always speaking well of them, doing them good, serving them on occasion, even to the point of taking shame and disgrace upon ourselves, if necessary, to save their honor. All this ought to be done first to overcome evil with good, according to the teaching of the apostles, and secondly, because they are our allies rather than our adversaries, as they aid us to destroy self-love, which is our greatest foe. And since it is they who give us an opportunity to gain merit, 
they ought to be considered our dearest friends. Shocker! I mean, did I tell you that this was going to be pretty cool? And he's right. When we have people persecuting us, making fun of us, talking behind our backs, maybe even lying about us, if we continue to love them and actually just set aside, detach from what they do to us, from what they think about us, as it says here that they even persecute us with injuries, insults, and lies, calumnies, right? Lies, that slanderous talk. But we just keep loving them and serving them on occasion, even to the point of taking shame and disgrace upon ourselves if necessary to save their honor. Whoa, I can't imagine what this book is all about. This is just one excerpt. And of course, it's all about building virtue. So I'm sure it's going to be a challenging book. Let me repeat the book, Cultivating Virtue, Self-Mastery with the Saints. So did you have some people come into your heart? Did you think about some ways that you could love that person even more? Because when they talk about the merits that we will earn by loving the people who hate us, that's really that destroying of our self-love. And it's our greatest foe, says St. Vincent de Paul. And since it is they who give us an opportunity to gain merit, they ought to be considered our dearest friends. I love that. I mean, come on now. Oh, I hope that this resonates in your heart because it is just exploding mine. I don't have people out there who I feel are coming and attacking me directly. I do have people who may not be my besties, and I know that I can love them more. I know that people on social media who want to come and attack me with my posts, whether it be about God or something else, like the truth <laughs> that they don't want to accept, perhaps, or that they've never looked into, and so they get angry and they shove an attack back at me. So what do I have to do? I've got to love them. I've got to serve them. You know, I've got to speak well of them. Even to the point of taking shame and disgrace upon myself, if necessary, to save their honor. It's funny, I do actually respond differently to people who are attacking me on social media. I purposefully, purposefully take my time and immediately start off with a few sentences that is just, you know, calming the waters, telling them, hey, so happy that you responded. Thank you for your blah, 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 whatever. And then I get into, you know, with all due respect or some transition that isn't in your face. I'm not going to argue back. I'm not. It goes back to the, you cannot argue with someone who loves you, who is loving you and giving you loving words as you are yelling and screaming at someone and someone turns around and looks at you and says, you know what? I love you so much. 
I love you so much. How do you fight with that? And so this is our opportunity to bring that good over evil. And at the same time, <laughs> we are working with God to sanctify death to ourselves, our own pride, our own, oh, what am I, I just completely cannot find the word. The pride of our life and then, of course, who we are, our reputation, our facade to the outside world, sometimes we are so much more concerned about than our true inner heart, our true inner world, where we need to detach from that facade. Excuse me. We need to show people that we are real, that we have wounds, that we are wounded, that we are being healed every day, that every day is a conversion. So when we have that detachment or we practice it, where we give God all the time, okay, Lord, I am just vanity. I am confessing vanity every time I go into the confessional, for example, because you are too concerned about what other people think of you. And as we go down the path, God, if you keep praying and you keep practicing, he will help you detach from people's opinions of you and the words that they say and the actions that they do against you so that you can forgive so that you can love and so that you can let go of yourself and then live for the audience of one. It doesn't matter what people say about you or how they want to ruin your reputation. God has put on my heart, look, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Not everyone's going to want to buy what you're selling. Not everyone's going to connect with your story, with your personality, with who you are. That's why it's so important to have so many different people that are out in the ministries and being missionary disciples. Because we all are attracted to different people, different messages. And that is the whole point. We're all different parts of the body. We're not all the same. And that's on purpose. And that is a beautiful thing. And we have to keep thinking of those enemies with compassion, not just detaching from what they say about us, what they do to us, and then turning around and trying to love them even more through our words and our actions. We have to remember that they are broken, that they too just want to be loved, that there's a reason why they're talking behind people's backs. Is that to make themselves become a bigger, better, stronger person? They're so weak. They are so insecure. They don't have the peace and love and joy that comes from God. They don't understand salvation. So we must continue to pray for them and consider them our dearest friends. Wow. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, come Holy Spirit into our hearts. Oh Lord, help us to know these people truly, not by what they do, but by who they are. Your children. Help us to love them.
and not to engage in any battle on the evil front. Help us love them to your heart. Help us free ourselves from ourselves and our own vanity and die to ourselves so that we can be more Christ-like to those in our lives. We cannot do this without you, Lord, so we ask that you come into our heart and you put on our heart all those people in our life that we need to start treating differently. Mary, take our left hand. Holy Spirit, your beloved spouse, take our right. Sanctify us. Fill us with graces and guide our ways. Guardian angel, protect us and lead us today. And all you holy angels and saints, help us on this battle to be virtuous, to find that peace, that love, that joy that surpasses all understanding, and to love ourselves and our neighbors. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, I want to chat about a little something else, because I have a feeling some other people out there might be struggling with the same thing. So I put a video out yesterday. It was only to my members, so I'm just going to chat with the rest of you for a bit. If you want more TMI, which is too much information, go ahead over to my YouTube channel. Click join. I am getting in there more. I've been very delinquent. I've apologized to the members. And this October, I'm actually going to do some workout videos, which I'm excited about because I think a lot of it has to do with our bodies. As I mentioned, when our bodies go and they start decaying, the rest of our life is not good. We're achy, we're tired, we're lazy, we're weak. That's not a strong physical person who's getting ready to get out there and evangelize. And I don't care what age you are. As a matter of fact, if you're older, the older you get, the more important it is to be doing some exercising to continue to keep that muscle Otherwise, that's when we start getting broken hips and broken knees and knee replacements and all these things because we think bone on bone. Well, it wouldn't be bone on bone if you actually had muscle in there. Because if you think about it, what is holding your skeleton up? If we didn't have muscle, we would be a bag of blood and bones on the ground. So if you don't think that your muscle has anything to do with holding your bones in place and your joints, you're missing a big part of the whole thing. So yesterday I had to just have a come to Jesus discussion with myself and say, look, we've got to stop this. You're home now. You're home for a little bit, at least a couple of days. We have a whole, my husband's brother, sister-in-law and two kids are coming over for the weekend. So we've got that going on. It's house cleaning day all day. But yesterday I was struggling just doing my consecration prayers. I have not had the best experience with this, <laughs> this devotion. And what I want to share with everyone is that you do not want to be a superstitious Catholic. I don't want to be one who says, okay, I'm on day 24, which is today. I have 33 days left. And probably 20 out of those 24 days were horrible. They were distracted. They were just checking the box. Some days I doubled up. Some days I tripled up. And one could say, well, since I missed the very 
the, the third day of the 33 days, I'm just going to stop. I'm going to quit. Or you do a nine-day novena and you miss the fourth day and you say, oh, well, that doesn't work. Just like in Lent, if you end up falling and you have what it was that you were going to give up, you just say like me back in the day before God found me, oh, well, I'll just try next year. That's not the walk. The walk is get your butt up, stick your hand up in the air and ask God to guide you or even stick your hand up in the air while you're down on the ground so that he can pick you up. So yesterday I struggled. I did pray my consecration prayers and actually prayed them. That was what I wanted to do. I didn't just want to get it done. I wanted to lift my mind and heart up to God. So I have said, okay, for these next days up until the final prayer, I think it's on October 7th, I am going to pray with my heart and soul. I am not going to whip through these and check the box. And then I put a comment out there on YouTube. I'm like, okay, I'm going to work out because I have accountability needs too. I told my husband, plus I told 2,000 plus people on my YouTube channel, okay, I'm going to work out. That was one o'clock. I was supposed to work out right after that. And I, it took another <laughs> two hours, another two hours for me to do it. But I did it. It was an older DVD, full body. Usually it's a little challenging and it wasn't. So that was good. I feel like I didn't lose too much muscle. So if you're out there struggling, soul, mind, body, one, two, or all three. Now is the time. Maybe the seasonal changes are affecting you already. It's starting to get dark where I live at least a little earlier. Just makes you a little more tired. It gets dark a little bit later. Maybe you have that seasonal affective disorder, which you can totally react and reverse by activating your body, maybe even getting some of that light. I think it's like a red light or blue light. They have SAD lights out there that you can look into to help yourself get some vitamin D as best you can out in the sunlight. Supplement with other stuff if you can. Okay, but the whole point being, let's get back on. Let's go. I've got a little bit of craziness through this week, but starting next week, in October, what are you going to work on? Think about it. Pray on it. I honestly think I'm going to start the Bible in the year over again. I always start it back when everybody else does, like January or something like that. And I, you know, go through it and then I stop. And I want to go through the whole thing. So I want to make that the new soul component of my life and then to write down those beautiful stories as I go through with Father Mike Schmitz every day that I can share with people because I may not have a personal story that connects with someone and their situation but I'm pretty sure the Bible does and if I don't know those stories then I don't know if I can be that mirror neuron to that person. In other words, 
when that person looks at me and I share a story, whether I've done it or somebody else's story or the Bible story, if there is a heightened emotion in that person, they are going to be more likely to change. When we do better, they do better. They will watch us, but we also can help them change through stories. Vulnerable, true stories. Okay, so I think that's what I'm going to do. Get back in to the Bible and then pull out those beautiful stories and then capture them so that I can learn them. I can memorize them. I could go back to them when I'm out and about, when I'm speaking, when I'm talking to just people anywhere and know that I can somehow, some way help that person with a story. That's honestly relationships, everyone. All right, I'm looking forward to October. I know we're still in September, September 27th. So reach out to me if there's anything that you specifically need. Kendra at KendraVonEsch.com. Otherwise, let's take today and think about those people that we need to love more and ask God for that grace. All righty, everyone. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body, and have a blessed and inspired day.